This is episode number six, and today we're talking about Dr. John D. Martini and Five Little Lessons. Welcome to Approaching the Bar. Facing a barbell on the gym floor is just as hard as facing problems in real life, and how we overcome both of those is crucial. This is the podcast where we delve into health, fitness, personal development, and business to uncover the principles for you to live to your potential across all areas of your life. I'm Josh, your host. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. I just wanted to share with you five key points that I took away after hearing Dr. John Martini speak earlier this year. Now, some of you may not know who Dr. John Martini is, and I really suggest that you look into some of his work. Uh, he's a human performance and behavior specialist, and he's considered a bit of an expert in his field. He's got a background in chiropractic work and has basically, over the last 40 or so years, kind of really pioneered how humans work and how we behave and how are the best ways we can actually overcome a lot of the obstacles that we put on ourselves. So... I'm a member of the Elite Coaches Breakfast Club, uh, which is a group of uh, fitness professionals and uh, performance professionals that meet every month down in Melbourne. And we were very fortunate enough where back in February, uh, at the start of February, we were able to be invited into a small intimate gathering of just ourselves and Dr. Martini to hear him speak about human performance and behaviours. So on this particular day, Because I'm based in Brisbane, in Queensland, Australia, this involved taking a car, a plane, a bus, a train, a tram, a long walk, about a 3k walk after all of that, and including sitting in some chewing gum of all things. So I took the car to the airport, took the plane, it was delayed with engine failure and had to turn back, took a bus uh, from the airport to the city, took a train from the city to the outer suburbs, of Melbourne, took a tram and accidentally sat in chewing gum. I lost my keys and had to walk about, it was about a three or four kilometer walk uh, to get into the room with Dr. Martini and the other elite coaches. It took an excessive nine to 10 hours to travel from home in Brisbane to a Melbourne conference room in St. Kilda. Like the world and the universe was just throwing everything at me to stop me from getting there. I was fortunate enough where I had uh, booked an earlier flight in the morning but was due in that room earlier that afternoon. So I was privileged enough to be invited into this intimate room with a select few hungry learners to hear the extraordinary extraordinary man that is Dr. Martini speak. So despite the fact that it took an excessive amount of time, the determination and the motivation was there to keep pushing and to not give up, to not send a message through, to not make phone calls, creating excuses as to why I couldn't get there, but I was going to travel, <clears throat> excuse me, I was going to travel a couple of thousand kilometers to get there to hear Dr. Dean Martini speak no matter what, no matter what it took. <clears throat> if you haven't heard him speak or read any of his books or articles, you're doing yourself a disservice. I recommend the Breakthrough Experience and in the Breakthrough Experience, Dr. Dean Martini talks about breaking through these emotional barriers and these, these uh, I guess, prisons um, that we put on ourselves 
that create these excuses that we keep going around in the ruts, where we keep churning over again and again and again, doing the same behaviours that are causing us destructive results and aren't living in alignment with our values. So I was determined to make it that I went through everything that day, knowing I would make it on time no matter what I had to do to get there. And when I got there, I was early. Uh, <laughs> after all that, I was early and managed to have a bit of a debrief and to catch my breath uh, after such a frantic morning. So Dr. Martini, I could speak to you for hours about what he spoke to us about, but there are really five key messages that I took away and I wanted to share with you all. And these are things that I've implemented in my own life and shared with other people and have really helped clients get on board with, with these different attitudes and these different ways of thinking that we're not taught from a young age. So the thing is, I've shared it before and I'll say it again, we're the only animals that have to be taught how to think and how to move. Every other animal lives within its nature from the moment it's born. As a human being, we're given this gift and it's called conscious thought. We're able to think about things. We're able to think about thinking. Oftentimes, we're not thinking effectively to live a fulfilled life. And when obstacles and things come up, we resort to this primitive way of thinking that we essentially form into bad habits and thought patterns from a young age that don't necessarily mean that we're using our brains and our thinking capacities effectively. So I just want to share with you these five key points. Number one, people only try to have positive experiences in their life. So they impose fantasies in their life. These might be called distractions from real life. We use these distractions to master negative experiences and feelings. This fantasy leads to the reinforcement of the positive feelings that one seeks. The self-doubt and anxiety that creeps in while living this fantasy life attempts to correct the balance from a lack of life challenge. You see, life is about ebb and flow. It's not just about the ebb or just the flow, but both. Living with masks and living with the idea that we need to be on one side or the other isn't helpful when we're confronted with the opposite end. If you're trying to live solely in positivity, when negative things pop up, you don't have the capacity to handle that. And just like the others, in, it works the other way. If you're trying to live in negativity or if you're living in negativity, when positive things come along in your life, and I'm talking about anything, financial, relationships, whatever it might be, career, when those positive things come along, you're so ingrained in this cloud of negativity that you're not recognizing it and capitalizing it and utilizing it. So that's the thing. People are only trying to have positive experiences, so they're masking uh, the negative experiences with fantasies. And because you don't have that solid foundation, that's where the anxiety is creeping in. Number two, living to your highest values is not finding a cushy lifestyle or the easy route, but rather it's seeking out constant new challenges that inspire you and force you to grow into something bigger than you are now. If you're not living to your values, i.e. your natural state, then you allow entropy into your life by passively allowing others to dictate your life values for you. This is a classic example of mainstream media consumption. Living to your highest values may bring you heartache and disappointment at times, but you live well with a clear head knowing that you haven't compromised to others' opinions or dictations. Learn to govern yourself or the world will do it for you. Do not fall into the trap 
of chasing after the image of the laptop on the beachfront sipping daiquiris all day as the ultimate lifestyle. Do not fall into the trap of thinking that you've got to have a mansion with a Ferrari in the driveway with the corporate jet parked at the airport as some means of success. Success is different things to different people. For me, my definition of success is that I never want to have to worry about a bill and when I travel, I want to fly at the front of the plane, not the back of the plane. That's my definition of success. Success to me is different to you. Success to you is different to another person and success to that person is different to another person again. We are not uniform creatures. We are not born in uniformity. We have different genes, different environments, different cultures, different backgrounds, different setups. So the idea that we all have to follow this, this generic pattern of adapting, of adopting the cool shot with the, with the suit and the right lights is complete crap where your values are different to somebody else's. The key step is identifying what your values are, experience all experiences and live to those highest values. That's number two. Number three, embrace all thinking. Embracing only positive thinking sets you up for a big crash when the negativity creeps in, and believe me, it will. Likewise, embracing only negative thinking will shut you off to positive things when they happen. As I said before, embrace both sides. Life is all about ebb and flow, not just the ebb or just the flow, but both. You're constantly trying to seek an equilibrium. Real love for yourself and others embraces both sides. And this is crucial when it comes time for relationships. People believe that relationships are all about having this homeostatic, this love, this constant positive environment that anytime you fight it's bad or this person might not be the right person for me. It's a complete lie and it's a complete falsehood. Real love is acknowledging that some days you will absolutely despise your partner and you will absolutely you won't think ill of them, you won't think harm to them. But real love is acknowledging that there are going to be days where you won't enjoy the company of them. They will be really pissing you off and really doing things that are frustrating. At the same time, they will be feeling the same thing towards you at some point. But love is all about acknowledging that and realising that there are going to be moments where you're both going to need each other and you're both going to be able to support each other. Play to your strengths. When one person's struggling, be the person that picks them up. When you're the one that's struggling, your partner will be there to pick you up. It's about ebb and flow, seeking equilibrium, but acknowledging that there's going to be traumatic and turbulent times. Ebb and flow, embrace all sides. Number four, in everything you do, if it's not producing something for you, then it's costing you something. Ask yourself daily if you're okay with the cost. You see, you have to live your life like an investor. You have to have a return on that investment. If you're wasting your days away, laying in bed, lacing, lazing your days away, just living a completely entropic life, binge watching commercial media, binge watching Netflix or media streaming, binge watching YouTube, just living a life that's not growing you every day, you have to ask yourself, if it's not producing something for me, if it's not giving me a return on that investment of my time, which is the most finite resource we have in the world, if it's not giving you a return, it's costing you. Imagine when you get to your deathbed, are you going to be glad that you managed to binge watch an entire season of a TV show in one day, or are you going to be glad that you went and did something that challenged you and grew you and you got an actual experience out of? Ask yourself, 
every day, if today's my last day, am I happy with how I'm going to be spending my time today? Who are the people that I'm talking to? Who are the people that I'm surrounding myself with? What sort of things and what sort of habits, what sort of behaviors, what sort of foods am I doing? Are they helping me or are they hurting me? So in everything you do, if it's not producing something for you, it's costing you something. Ask yourself daily, are you okay with the cost? And number five, this is the last one. <laughs> Give yourself permission to be yourself. And that is whatever it is. If you catch yourself saying, I ought to, or I should do, then it's not something you really value. Discover what you value and find fulfillment in, then do it the rest of your life. Charles Bukowski, one of my favorite writers of the 20th century, had said this. He says, find what it is you love and then let it kill you. And there's extreme, there's, there's so much uh, truth to that where you have to find what it is you enjoy, find what it is you find fulfillment in, find what it is you absolutely love doing, and if it's not hurting other people, do it the rest of your life. That's all I'm going to share on this for now. There's going to be I'm going to speak about more of this over the coming months, but I just really wanted to share those five key points with you. They're very simplistic, but they cut to the core and have a lot of power in them. When you live your life to the full, when you live your life to your potential, that's where your true happiness is coming from. The foundation of a period, uh, the foundation of a pyramid, is not at the apex, at the top. It's at the bottom. It's a big, strong base. If you do not have a big, strong base in your life, then living at the top of the apex, eventually you'll crumble down. A skyscraper, towers, all these buildings have big, strong foundations that go into the ground. Live your life with a big, strong foundation, and the rest of your life will be the best of your life. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to check out fissionperformance.com. That's F-I-S-S-I-O-N performance.com. And download the new ebook, The 8 Principles for Your Transformation Success. I'm sure you'll absolutely love it. Check out our Facebook page at Fission Performance or our Insta at fission.performance and drop us a line. Have a great day and see you next time.